This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. The message this morning is called, I Love My Church. And you know, the, the church is, is uh, it's not this building, and even though we're, we're appreciative that we got padded pews and carpet to walk on and air conditioning, that's a wonderful thing. But this is not the church. This is just the building that we, that we come to, and, but we worship in here and we pray in here. We love on each other in here. We encourage each other in here. And that's the beauty of, of having a place to come like this. But you are the church. Amen. You are the church. God loves family. In fact, he went to great extremes to have it. He created the earth, and then he created man, and he created woman, and then you know what came after that, all of us. And he wanted it that way. we got such a loving father. In fact, you know, I want to read to you real quick. It, I'm not much about reading. I, I like to be able to know where I'm going. I was trained the old-fashioned way in ministry. Not so much about all your five points and your closing and all that kind of stuff. I was brought up and, and raised in a, in a church where they said, well, you need to study and know what you're doing and know where you're going, but you need to rely on the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let him do the preaching. You just do it according to the way. That what they had taught me. But I want to read you a story. <clears throat> it's about a loving father. And you can't have a family. It talks about loving my church. And when we, when we say church, we know that we're referring to the fact we're it's us. God's family. And every family needs a father. And it's a sad thing that, that we live in a day and age to where so many homes don't have a dad, a father. And that's why our country, one of the reasons our country is deteriorating in such a way is because there's no, there's no fathers in the home, therefore the leadership and the Godhead that's supposed to be on the man in the home is not there anymore. And thank God that mothers are doing the best they can. You know, we got moms working two and three jobs a time at a, a week, every day going two and three different jobs, trying to make ends meet. You see, that's another reason that we need church, and that's why I love my church, because I, even if I didn't have a dad, which, again, so many don't have, but if I didn't have a dad, I could come here and I could have more than just one dad because our church, thank God, has some godly men that live godly lives, and I would have something to pattern my life after. And but also by being able to love my church here and be a part of this church family, the one of the one of the great things about it is, is that I'm taught through our pastors and through our leaders, I'm taught the love of the Father. Now I just want to read a story to you. Again, I'm not much on reading. But I thought this was so good. Talk about the love of a father. On December the 7th, 1988, an earthquake devastated the northwest section of Armenia, 
killing an estimated 25,000 people in one small town. Just after the earthquake, a father rushed to his son's school only to find that the school had been flattened. There was no sign of life, but he had no thought of turning back. He had often told his son, no matter what, I'll always be there for you when you need me. (laughs) I'm so glad my Heavenly Father's that way. Though his prospects appeared hopeless, the father began feverishly removing rubble from where he believed his son's classroom had been. Other forlorn parents only wailed hopelessly, saying, Oh, my son, or oh, my daughter. And some even told the father, You should just go on home. That there was no chance that any of the children could be alive. Yet he replied, I made my son a promise. That I'd be there for him any time he needed me. And I must continue to dig. Courageously he worked alone. No one volunteered to help him. He simply had to know for himself. Is my boy alive or is he dead? Finding strength and endurance beyond himself. The faithful loving father continued to dig. For eight hours. Twelve hours. Twenty-four hours. Thirty-six hours. Then in the 38th hour, as he heaved away a heavy piece of rubble, he heard voices. Armand, he screamed. A child's voice responded, Dad, it's me, Armand. And I told the other kids not to worry. I told them that if you were alive, you'd save me. And you would save me, they'd be saved. You promised you would always be there for me, Dad, and you did it. You did it, Dad. <laughs> Moments later, the, da- the, the dad was helping his son Armand, and 13 more frightened, hungry, and thirsty boys and girls climbed out of the debris. Free at last, when the building collapsed, you see, these children had been spared in a tent light pocket. When the town's people praised Armand's dad, his explanation was I promised my son, no matter what. I'd be there for you. (laughs) I'm going to tell you what, that's my kind of dad. And I'm so blessed and so thankful because I had an earthly father that was that way. And when I married Kelly, I I married into a wonderful family. And her her, her mom and dad, they loved me. I think her mom loved me. No, I mean her mom loved me. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. She did love me. But you know, that's how God is. He does not stop coming after you. I don't care how much junk, I don't care how much you've buried yourself under stuff. I don't care how much rubble. God ain't going to stop digging. He's going to keep moving the pile. And I think sometimes he probably gets awfully tired. But because there's such love as Armand's dad was, I'll keep digging. I'm tired, but I'm going to keep digging for you. Because he made you and I promise, I'll never break my promise. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. 
Come on, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you 24-7. When you want me, even when you don't want me, I'm still going to be looking for you and being after you. I'm still going to be hunting for you. And that's just the way the love of the Father is. Praise the Lord. Oh, praise this wonderful name. There's five primary functions of the family here at Passion Church. First of all is relationships. The Bible says that we're our brother's keeper. I love this relationships is because you know what? So many people today are looking for a relationship. Whether it be a, a man or female, male or female. We're, we're always looking for relationships. Somebody we can connect to. Somebody that we feel that they understand us. I'm still trying to do that with Kelly. <laughs> and 40 years later, Lance, we're getting closer all the time. <laughs> I thank God that he sent me Pastor Kelly to be my wife. To be my helpmeet. To have a relationship with. But the beauty of the church is... is and why I love my church and why I know you love your church is because we have a chance to establish a relationship. You know, when you're hurting, and if I'm sensitive to the Spirit, or especially if I've been down a path and I've learned that that brought me pain, and if I see you going down that way, I don't have to just get in your face, but I can say, you know what, I sense that you're going down a certain thing or you're going through something. And I want you to know I've been there. I've done been done that. I wore that t-shirt long enough. Listen, if I can be of help to you, if you trust me, if you find confidence in me, I'd be more than happy to share with you how God brought me through. And that's, that's relationship. And I'll tell you, there's so many people out there today in this day and age we can't trust. But we need to find a church family. And inside that church family, people that are being taught and ministered to, like we have as our pastors here at Passion Church, that is teaching us and leading us and guiding us into all truth, teaching us how to be better parents, how to be, how to be a better spouse, how to love our children. And our classes are teaching our children how to be better children. And they're teaching them how to love their parents. That's why I love my church. Number two, reproduction. We're not just here to reproduce in the natural as far as babies. And thank God we're doing I got 14 grandbabies. I mean, more mom and Pastor Kelly and I, we're excited. And we might even have some more. Not her and I, but no, that would be an Abraham and uh, Sarah experience there. Because, Roger, I'm in my 60s. You know, there's times for all things. So I'm going to cut that. I, I turn that loose a lot. I let my, my, our kids have that. But thank God that we've got. But it's not just the reproduction of, in the natural. Listen, the, the Bible says we're to, we're to produce disciples. We're to make disciples. And that's what we do as a church family. It's not just the pastors that's teaching us on Sunday morning and on Wednesday nights. And the Sunday school teachers 
ministering to our to to, to the children in the in the uh, children's classes. But folks, do you do you realize we are we mentor each other, and and we need that. I, you know, sometimes it's not just a it's not a word of corrective criticism. Sometimes it's just like old Roger come up to him, put his arm around him, and say, "I just want you to know I enjoyed that today." And I needed that because that might have been the Sunday that it just didn't come together up here. It just didn't come. Y'all ever had those kind of days? Man, sometimes I do. I just, you know, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I realize I know what I'm facing. And I think, Lance, I'd just rather lay here today and say, you know what? I think I'll let somebody else take care of it. Let the secretary take care of it today. Or I'll let my wife take care of it. She's the bookkeeper and the finance manager. And I just let her deal with it. But we can't do that. We have to face these issues. And that's the beauty of, again, relationships in the church and the reproduction. We're producing after our own kind. The third one is nurture and development of the young. And you all know that we, we, that's that's another thing we do here. We nurture one another. And we've got a a system here in our church that's ministering and teaching our young people. I don't know if y'all were here, you Sunday, but did y'all see how well they did? They took over you Sunday. And... And you know what's neat about it? I was sitting over there, and, and Kelly and I were sitting there watching. And I, every, you know, if you wasn't here, let me explain it to you real quick. It's the day that us a little bit older people, not old, but a little older, a little more mature in some things. Hey, listen, I've seen some 17, 18, and 20-year-olds much more mature than some people that were in their 60s. But we were a little more mature in some things. But we were sitting over here, and Kelly and I, and we were watching the youth take over that Sunday up here, and they were just going at it, man. They were so good up here. Awesome. I looked over at Kelly, and I said, we ought to take off more often. I hear the beach calling. And I shared it with some of the praise team. Y'all so good. We just need to be gone a couple of more Sundays. But that's, that's the thing that we do. We nurture each other. That's one of the things that Kelly and I do when you become a part of the praise team. It's not that we try to tell you how to do it. We just try to teach you to follow the Spirit. I can't teach you to play. I can't teach you to sing. It's a gift from God. Now, I, we, can, we can mentor you and flow you along, but the main thing in praise and worship is, as, as pastors, as part of our nurturing, <clears throat> our goal is really just to teach you how to take your gifts and your talents and follow the anointing, follow the Holy Spirit. It's called show and tell. Watch what we do. You do it. I was sharing with um, um, RJ back there in the back. Raise your hand, RJ. There you go. Our drummer. I was sharing with him the other day. I said, there's a strong anointing on you. Very strong anointing on him. There's an anointing of leadership. He has a leadership anointing on him that's done in the spirit of quietness. He don't have to raise his voice. He don't have to get all up in your face. It's there, but you know he's there. And I was sharing with him. See, and that's part of that provision of nurturing in the church. We do that. But not just the leaders. There's gifts and talents that is inside each and every one of you in this body of Christ that we call the church family. And these gifts are inside of you. And listen, I'm going to tell you something. You're being selfish if you don't share it. 
Can I be that bold? You're being selfish if you don't share that time. Because somebody needs what you have. They need that. And they also need, they need what you have to offer. It's a two-way street. There's gifts and talents in this church. Amen. We're finding out we got all kinds of gifts and talents. You know, I love it. When a church is lacking something, it gets it. When that church has a heartbeat and, is, and a passion after God, and there's something lacking, and if that ministry is of God, then that, that ministry will be provided by God. Provisions will always be made available. And I was thinking one day when we were driving home, I told Kelly, I said, oh, I just wish we had somebody that could work the sound. And not that Blake and the rest of them weren't doing a good job, but they just didn't have all of the learning in that area. They were doing the best with what they had, with what they knew, and we were sufficient with that, but we were wanting more. And God is not against His children wanting not just more, but having the best, because God is a God of the best. And He gave us His Word so that we could not only become better, but we could become the best. Bible says, study to show yourself approved. To know the Word of God, to know the will of the Father. He doesn't want us just being wandering wanderers. He wants us to have the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding of who He is. And once we begin to get a glimpse of just how great God is, we will begin to change our, 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 our thinking about not having the better. But we'll begin to recognize that God is a God of the best and He wants me to be the best and have the best. And all of a sudden, Kelly got serious and I, and we were praying and praying and all of a sudden, God sent us a good sound man. And I think, I'm not just being a little, maybe I'm a little bit prejudiced on this, but I think we have some of the best musicians for praise team. I'm honest in that, I really mean. I mean, these guys are good. And our singers, I mean, did you hear that Sonia blurting out that song this morning? Oh, you go, girl. And it's anointed. It's anointed. That's another reason I love my church family, because here in this church family, you will allow the spirit of excellence. You allow that. You allow the anointing to flow. You don't sit there and you don't you, you quench. I've been in some churches where they just kind of quenched it. In fact, we were in a service here not too long ago, and I thought they were going to be really into worship. I found out they, they weren't, but they're wonderful people. They just really, I guess, didn't realize the joy in worship, but they were good people. And see, that's another thing that here we're taught in this church is that we don't condemn. We just recognize there's people of different choice of music, different choice of worship. And, you know, I'm, I'm really not one like Kelly. Now, she's a cheerleader. She just gets all up in. She just gets messed up when she's getting to worship. That's why I tell her, I say, baby, you just got all messed up. But that's a sign is that she was really into what she Do y'all catch that? I learned some of these things from you people, <laughs> from the young people. You know, they said, oh, Pastor, you're just messed up. I asked him, I said, what do you mean? I didn't mess up. No, no, I mean, you're just all messed up. Well, they couldn't explain it to me, but I just said, is it good? They said, it's real good. I said, well, then I'm all messed up. <laughs> I, I, I love being messed up. <laughs> Provision, as I just shared, how God will provide for the church. 
when it's necessary. And protection, this goes naturally and spiritually. Naturally, from the standpoint, again, as I said before, if there's things in in your life that you're lacking, this church wants to benefit, want to help you in that. We want to help you that. Sometimes people in need, a financial situation comes up in their life. Good people, but good things happen to good people. And sometimes financial situations occur, and then all of a sudden they're just in a bind. And then if our church family is available and has the funds and benevolence, then we reach out and we try to help in that area. There's been times when there's been circumstances in this church that somebody in the church family here need, had, a, had a tremendous need and the pastor would just say, you know what, we're just going to receive the offering this morning and it's just going to go to them because they need it. That's, right. that's, that's the natural part. But there's a spiritual part. There's a spiritual part of protection that this church family offers, not just through our pastors of spiritual knowledge and understanding, but then again, you as the church family, you offer that. To other individuals in the church family. You offer it in your, in your coming alongside them and, and loving on them when they need encouraging. That To me, that's, that's protection because you're protecting them from going back out into the world and being drawn by the world because you loved on them while they were here. And you helped to reestablish a spiritual relationship with Jesus Christ that they needed. So when they go out, as they say, those that are in sheep's clothing but are really wolves... Won't pull them back. And that's what our church provides. Now, I will say this in closing, because, you know, we don't want to keep you long. Because I know somebody here I know wants to take Kelly out to a steak dinner, and so I don't want to. No, I'm just joking. She's got some. Hey, I'll tell you something. Let me just warm your tummy here a minute as I close. I just want to be able to hear it growling. She's made some Louisiana goulash. When they get home, oh, I'm going to feast. Oh. See, that's part of that natural feasting, spiritual feasting. I get to go home. I get to come to church on Sunday morning, get my spiritual cup filled up. And Roger, I get to go home and eat my natural food and get filled up. And I get to do it with my family. Isn't that neat? I get to come to church and soak up spiritually with my spiritual family. My brothers and sisters. And then I get to get home and I get to hang out with my beautiful wife. And, I, and my children are going to be over there and going to have my grandkids over there. Not all of them. Can't afford to feed them all at one time. <laughs> we would, it would have to come into that category where we'd have to take up a special offering. <laughs> if God sent you here to be a part of this family... And I know he did. I'm encouraging you this morning. Would you please climb on board? Come on and be a part of us. We need you, and you need us. Now, that's not being being proud or boastful. We need you. We need what you have to offer. So go ahead and bring it to the table because it's just another good dish at the banquet table. That's all this is. It's a banquet table. For you to come in and feast in on Sunday morning. That's why we strive when we're doing songs. We try to do a little song. We try to mix it up. We try to mix up the style of the music. So we can meet and reach each and every heart. The Bible says become all things to all men. That you may win some to Christ. And we strive here at Passion Church. To meet those needs. But don't do this. We're not a church of do's and don'ts, but don't do this.
because I have experienced this over the years. Kelly and I have pastored for many, many years when we weren't on the in the entertainment or Christian entertainment industry on the road. And um, I remember when we were pastoring, people would come up and say, oh, we want to come and be a part of your church. We just feel like God's leading us over here. And then they would come and then and somebody in the church would kind of rub them the wrong way. I mean, like, gosh, don't you get rubbed the wrong way at work? And then they would come up and say, you know, we just really feel the leading of the Holy Spirit that we need to go to another church. We feel that they need our help. No, what they were saying was we just really don't want to grow and get established here so that they don't rub us raw, that we can finally come to the place where we can either come to the place that we either agree to disagree and still love each other. You know, I had to do that with Kelly. And she's had to do that with me. You know, when I married her, and that's what you're doing. When you, when you become a church family, you know what? You're marrying into the family of God. You become a Christian, become married into the family of God. Well, you know what? You know what? Can, I, can, I, can I share with you what I've learned in 40 years, all in a nutshell here? And, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, Sister Kelly. Yes, Mom. But what I've learned is, is that she ain't going to do everything just like I want it. I mean, she's good and I love her, but she's still missing something. Along the way, she's been missing something. And she thinks the same thing to me. Man, he, he just, he ain't got it together. In fact, I'm sure Lance, that Leanne probably says sometime to you behind your back, Oh, I wish he would get it together. Oh, not behind his back. She does it in front of him. But listen, becoming a church family, that's what we are. We're, 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 hey, when she married me, she married not just me. She married my mom and dad. She married my brother, my two sisters. Come on, you married into the family. And I'll guarantee you, when I married into her family, if I didn't know what, I mean, I'm so glad I got married into her family. <laughs> but I got, I didn't realize when I was marrying her, I didn't realize that, her daddy was ugly, and that, I mean, no, I'll joke and say, no, I, but you see what I'm saying? I didn't realize that, but I'm thankful she did have a good mom and dad, a great mom and dad who really did love me. She had a great mom and dad. She's got a great family, great aunts and uncles and all of them. They're wonderful. But now all of them I don't really like. I mean, I'm loving them, and I'm learning to love. But some of them are a little harder to learn to love. Them. Y'all have any family like that that's a little bit harder? Well, I do. But that's what we do here at this church, as a church family. I know it's, it's hard for me to grasp in my mind that somebody here just doesn't, that doesn't like me, and I rub them the wrong way. I don't know how they could say that. <laughs> but I know I do. Don't I, Lance? <laughs> no, I'm just but I do. But iron sharpens iron. And that's what we do. We, we love on each other. And you know what it does? It makes, when I'm rubbing wrong with her, I'm sharpening her, but I'm making her better. I'm growing her up. I'm establishing her. 
if she's obedient to the Lord to let it happen, she's being, she's maturing. She's going through it and she can go to somebody else once she recognizes the spirit of hate, hatred. And she can say, listen, you know what? This thing's eating you up, and I know it because what's eating you up used to eat me up. Can I share with you how I destroyed that thing, and he don't eat me up no more? That's what we got to have. That's why we need each other. That's why I love my family. I love this church family. That's why I love my church, because I love all of y'all. And for those of you that are visiting this morning, we love you. Love you, love you, love you. Kind of reminds me of a song I grew up in music. Love you like the rock of ages. Love you. <laughs> My wife's mom said, be weary of singing preachers. But I got a song in my heart. You know, when I fell in love with God, I found out that he just put a song in my heart. Continuously. is a song. David said in the word, King David said, his praises shall ever be upon my lips, be in my mouth. Falling in love with my father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit is the best thing I ever done. Ever done. Falling in love with him is the best thing I ever done. And I'm so thankful this morning that you are falling in love with him too. I need you here at Pastor Church. I need you just like you are. Don't go changing for me because I need you just like you are. The only part you got to change is, is just your continual growth in the Lord. Here at Pastor Church, we love you and take you like you are. We take you with all of your issues. You say, well, you don't know if I got issues or not. Listen, I got them. You got them. We all got them. We all got them. We just all got them. But the sooner you come to the place where you can just say, you know what? In spite of your ways, (laughs) I love you anyway. I know that's what Kelly says about me sometimes. She'll say, man, in spite of his ways, I love him anyway. I'm, gl- I'm glad that she didn't give up on me when she had the opportunity to. See, that's another thing in the church with the church family. That's why we love our church. We don't give up on you when you give up on you. It's just like the father that kept digging for his son Ahmad. He didn't quit. But I'll tell you something else the church needs. We need, we need honesty. We need simplicity. And there was times when I was growing up, my dad did get in my face. And that's where the Word of God does that. It's when the Word does that. The Word is sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing us under. What it does is it cuts us under. Listen, it, it will do the work. And that's where we don't have to get in our face. But my dad would sometimes would put his arm around me and he'd say, come on, son. Especially her dad. He was strong, strict military, and he would take me by the arm, and he'd say, come on, you and I need to go for a walk. Let's go for a walk. And if you allow it, God will do the same with you. He'll put his arm around you and say, come on, let's go through a walk. But it may be through somebody in the church. 
family. And that's where you got to make a decision. Is, am I going to accept it as criticism or just corrective criticism? The Bible says a father chastens, corrects his son whom he loves. There's been times our senior pastors have come to Kelly and I and said, listen, you're going to have to tweak this. You're going to have to make some changes. And I'm thinking, now I could say it this way. Well, I've been pastoring longer than you have. Who do you think you are? Or I could accept it and just say, you know what, Pastor? I didn't realize I was going in that direction, but I want to thank you that you love me enough that you corrected me and kept me from going in the wrong direction because not only would I have messed up my character, my wife's character, but I would have messed up the pastor's character and his wife's character and the character of the church family. He was just saving the whole family. And that's what we do here. We love on each other and we accept each other. In fact, you ought to come a little bit earlier on Sunday morning and kind of hang out with somebody maybe you haven't seen before. I love a church in this direction like this because you get a chance to see who's way over there, over there. But have you ever left over here and went over here just to say, you know what, I'm not sure. Oh, now what's, lady, what's your name? Well, there's a good way to go about it, you know, but. Hey, I'm Ron. I'm Sister Nolan. You who? Sister Nolan. Honey, speak a little louder. You see what I did? I just got a little closer. I was getting a little. You can just use your own way. Listen, but she, do y'all know who she is now? She's Sister Nolan. You get that? Isn't that neat? Now, some of them that are here this morning didn't know Sister Nolan. They didn't know me either, and they probably wish they had. But anyway, but you know what? Again, we're family. Amen? Amen. I'm going to end this a little different. I tell you what, I just really sense, I sense the Holy Spirit here today saying, there's some issues. Can you follow me on this a minute? There's things going on in our lives that we've been wanting to get rid of. We want to dump it. We just want to release it. And you haven't felt like you've been anywhere where you could do that. Well, you know what? You're here this morning. You're in a place where you can get rid of it. You know why? Because you're around family. And we're going to love you just like you are. And we're not here to try to find out what you've done or where you've been or how long you've been doing it. All the thing we're here to tell you is that I'm going to tell you something. I'm here for you to help encourage you to change, to help you help you grow out of it. Because some of the stuff we go through, folks, I know God's a miracle God, but sometimes, some things God has to work his work it out of us. And that's where the church family comes in. That's where the church family comes in. They come along, put their arm around you and say, listen, I'm praying for you. Not just, well, sister, I'll pray for you. No, when they say it, you're going to know they're praying for you. We have altar workers in this church. Sincere altar workers. They know how to touch the hem of the Father's garment. That's their gifting. So when you come this morning, allow them to pray with you. You know what you're doing? You're allowing them to use their gift and they're they're just saying, I this is my gifting and I'm 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 here to share my gift with you. That's what we do here at Pastor Church.
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.